Hello and welcome to the Nursery and Preschool Chatroom podcast. Join the Twinkle team as we talk about life as a preschool and nursery practitioner. We'll share our honest thoughts and experiences on a range of topics that affect early years practitioners every day in their settings. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Nursery and Preschool Chatroom. My name's Katie. My name's Charlotte. And I'm Fliss. And we thought we'd keep today's episodes a little bit more lighthearted and talk about how we got into early years ourselves. And we've got the stories of some of you guys that follow us on social media as well. So who wants to go first? I can go first. It's not very exciting, my journey into early years, but um, I guess it started from doing a placement in year 10. I went to work in a school. So at that point, I wanted to go into teaching. So I worked hard at college doing my childcare diploma and went to unit to be a teacher. And two years into it, I decided it wasn't for me. So I did plan on quitting uni and I applied for some jobs in day nurseries but they offered me the chance to swap courses instead of quitting so I just went on to a general childhood studies and early years course so I just do another two years of that. After leaving uni I got a job pretty much straight away. I hadn't graduated yet. First I went for the interview for a baby room practitioner which knowing you now, yeah, if you've, listened, if you've listened to previous episodes, you'll know Charlotte's not. A <laughs> I love babies. I love babies, but I like preschool children a little bit better. <laughs> That's the professional response. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I hadn't read the job description properly, so I didn't realise it was babies until I got there. I had the interview, and she rung me back and said, "We've actually got another job position going as a preschool room leader," and she went, "I think you'd fit better in there." And I was like, room leader? I've got to like be in charge of people. Ugh, like work. I just Ugh. want to go in and do my job and just work with children. And she was like, no, no, we want you to come in for the room leader job in preschool. And then they literally rung me 10 minutes after I'd left. That's so cute. I, didn't, I was walking home and I didn't even get home. And she said, we'd like to offer you the job as the preschool room leader. Woo. The rest was history. Yeah, and then... <laughs> Now I'm here recording this podcast. (laughs) My story is really quite similar to yours. I did the three years of my teaching degree. I got to my final placement and I hated it. It was just, like you said, it just so was not for me. So I remember I left, I I finished my degree and I remember sitting there with my mum one day being like, I'm not doing this. I don't care if I've just wasted three years of my life. I am not being a teacher. And she made me write a list of things that I like, a list of things that I'm good at (laughs) and a list of things that I absolutely hate. And she looked at that list and she went, uh, you're going to work in a nursery. What was on the list? I can't remember now. <laughs> Honestly, I can't remember what was on the list, but my mum used to manage a nursery when she was younger. Oh, so she yeah. looked at that list and she was like, I think you should work in a nursery. And then I did, and then I worked in nurseries. So what about you, Fliss? Mine's similar to Charlotte in terms of like year 10 work experience. I went into a school because I was always interested in working with children. But then after that, all my other choices were not anything to do with children, like A-levels, I did like business, ICT. And then it was the point, what do I do next? And I kind of was just looking through uni course books and was like, what do I do? And I thought, oh, early years, I always like children. Read the course, sounded really interesting. So I went on to do that in a childhood studies at uni. Three years later, then I went and applied for a nursery. I think a lot of people will relate to you guys doing work experience. So I didn't do work experience at school. But I think from when I was a manager, a lot of the girls that were coming in, the occasional boy, not in my experience, but I know there are men in early years, we've seen you, we recognise you. But a lot of them be like, oh, I did it at my placement and I liked it. So now here I am trying to get Mm -hmm. onto an apprenticeship for a level two or three. So I think a lot of people like us fall into it a little bit. You somehow just end up here. You have that interest like when you're first asked, it's like, 
kids like what do you want to yeah. do when you're older and you always say well I like working with children so I guess it kind of like stems a bit from there but did everyone sit there with the teddy bears lined up against something as a child mm. and try to teach them teach like them. one yeah. out of one is two guys and yeah. the inside, <laughs> I don't know there's lots of photos of me dressed as a police officer I don't know I feel like I could maybe imagine you as a bit of a police I officer I don't hate the vision no. you look great in the uniform yeah I mean the physical aspect of running after people yeah, but you're a gym yeah. girl. Yeah, but not cardio. <laughs> <laughs> I might be able to like lift like some heavy like weight up, but not not yeah. running. But yeah, but I feel as well like you, there's a lot of pressure at a young age to figure out what you want to do. Yeah. When you've got to choose at like 16 and you're just like, I don't even know who I am at the moment. Like I'm still trying to figure out what yeah. I like and what I don't like. So I feel like when I went into college to do childcare, it was just like, oh, well, I like children. So that must be what I want to do. Yeah. But I feel like now a lot of like young people, they don't really know. And sometimes it's your circumstances as well. Yeah. Because you used to have a lot of parents of the children want to come work in the nursery because yeah. since you, you work in hours, mm-hmm. you'll have to fit into your life because it's the same thing. So, But yeah, I'm definitely not a police officer. And Charlotte's actually asked some of the members of our social media how they got into it. And we've got, we've got some heartwarming stories. The really deep guys, get ready. So the first one is from a lady off Facebook. And she said... I worked as a teaching assistant in both primary and secondary and wanted to see what the early years was like. There was no apprenticeships near me, so I went for an interview at a nursery 25 miles from my house. And I went in on my first date and I instantly loved it. Almost eight years later, I work as a toddler room leader for a large company close to my home. But now as a mum of my own toddler, I am currently at uni online doing my bachelor's in early years. Secondary down to yeah. My gosh, what a jump! I mean, from a lot of like people that work in early years, they never think to go to secondary. So maybe it is a thing that secondary like teachers have enough or whatever, and they're like, oh, let's try out the younger ones. But that's just. I'd love to know which she finds harder. Obviously, the problems you get from the kids every day are very different when they're two and fifteen. I kind of want to say the attitude is quite similar from a two-year-old <laughs> in a secondary school. Like, yeah, the attitude's still there, isn't it? When you've got a secondary school child, at least they they do know right and wrong. Yeah. A toddler is just stubborn yeah. because they want it and they they want it. They're going to get it. And she has her own toddler too. Uh-huh. So being a toddler room leader and then having your own toddler, you never escape. While at uni, superwoman. I'd love it. (laughs) (laughs) No, thanks. (laughs) So we've got another one, and this one is quite funny, I must say, from a gentleman off Facebook. True story, I actually went to the wrong job interview. I used to work at a local garden centre that was closing down, so I needed to look for work. I saw a job advertised for nursery staff and I naturally assumed it was a garden nursery. So I applied, not having really read the advert properly from the job centre. So imagine my confusion when the manager said, wrong, and said to me, asking me about my experience working with children. Hmm, I thought, well, we used to get a few children in the fish department. (laughs) (laughs) After a few more awkward questions and, and answers, the penny dropped. Ah, that type of nursery, I said. Absolutely none, I continued. Well, I went along for the three-day working interview, and that was 14 years ago. So I'm assuming he still works there if he did end up getting the job. So many things to that story that I'm just like, what? One three-day interview? What? Like, how? I don't know. I mean, it can easely be confused, but... I've, I've done, like, Read Google. the job description? Yeah, I've done Google searches, and the wrong nurseries come up, yeah. and it takes a minute, but he must just have not looked at the job description at all. 
I mean, he'd be really good in the garden, wouldn't he, at the nurseries? Yeah. He could do yeah. all the plants. He'd be from his school, he'd be sorted. <laughs> sort the outdoor area out. I can't imagine going to the wrong job interview. Imagine if we'd done it the other way round. We think we're going to be an early years practitioner and you like pull up at the address and you're oh. like, what's with all the plants? Yeah. <laughs> obviously a very outdoor nursery here. <laughs> I mean, I could work in the fish department. That sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> You know, what a story to get into earlier. Well, he's put 14 years ago with a laughing face, so... So he's obviously found it, and maybe just, like, found a love and a passion for it. Because like we said before, yeah. early years isn't for everyone, so... And people just fall into stuff, don't they, when they're not... As we keep saying, yeah. When they're not actually looking for it, and then they'll be like, oh, actually, I, can't, I do like this. Yeah, for sure. But... Okay, so we come to the end of the podcast, so it's time for practitioner problems. So this week we have a question that is about a woman in a preschool room. So she says, I have boys, a boys only preschool room and they are very boisterous. They are fantastic and I love working with them, but would love some advice slash tips on how to manage this. That is, I've never come across it. I've come across where you've got like the majority of one, like one gender, but an all boy preschool room, that is intense. We used to have, I'd say 1.8% boys, 20% girls. And we'd had about 24 children altogether in preschool. That's intense. And yet it would get quite manic. But I used to find having free flow outside time was really good for the boys because they can run outside, they can scream, they can climb, they can they can just get all that energy Very out crazy. that they can't in the room outside. Because obviously we used to say, you know, don't run inside because mm-hmm. it's not safe. And there's lots of tables and chairs and things. And a lot of boys, all they want to do is run. Like, some of them would just run and run and run around in circles or play chase or something like that. But, yeah, I used to find taking them outside as much as possible used to help. And also playing relaxing music in the background while they were playing. Oh, that's interesting. Just, like, classical or, you know, just music music that didn't really have words. It was just, like, sounds and things. Yeah. And you used to just put it on quite low so it wasn't too distracting. But it used to just calm the atmosphere down. And kind of relax the children, even though they didn't realise it was relaxing them, it just made the atmosphere. I can a lot imagine better. as well, because like if you have like I don't know, I know we like the nursery rhymes, but if you had like a massive yeah. like loud version of like her shoulders, knees, and toes, or happy, you know it going on in the background, it probably adds to the. You know when you go into a spa, yeah, and it's got that like trickly music and yeah. like calming music, and you want to fall asleep. It was kind of like that. So it did used to... That's a really good method. Because when you've got a room full of boys, the chances are you aren't going to have much quiet time. And it's going to be a battle to try and do like a quiet time session where you've got them all mm. sitting down. Because mm-hmm. they're not just going to sit there and listen to classical music to calm down. I didn't actually tell them either I was putting it on. I just put it yeah. on. And they didn't even like... I don't even know if they even sort of no, realised it was going on mm-hmm. in the background. But because it just brought a bit of a more calming atmosphere. I just the idea that over a few minutes it just goes... <sighs> <laughs> yeah, breathe again. They won't shout anymore. Yeah, and I, f- I felt like if you do sort of, if you just find out what their interests are. Yeah, I was going to say that. Like if you've got, if they're interested in trains or superheroes, find something that they can. It's going to channel their energy into yeah. that instead of being a bit. Because sometimes I feel like they get a bit bored. Not saying that you're boring at your nursery, but I feel like because some children can flitter so fast from one thing to the other, they get a bit bored of. If you can find something that they're really, really interested in, and they're drawn into it it can keep them like focused for like 20 minutes to half an hour depending on what you're doing yeah i so, say like um, building on that like if it is like superheroes that like superhero role play that's causing this but more boisterous behavior like try and channel that interest into a different area of the room so maybe like superhero like tough tray or like coloring or something that's a bit more like 
a chilled out activity. Yeah, like they can still do their role play, but bring the yeah, interest as well into a different area. It's like not not stopping them from doing what they're doing. It's just channeling it in a in a way where it's not disruptive and it's not chaotic. But yeah, I mean, I'm biased because I did prefer the boys. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with the girls, but I did prefer the like rough and tumble because side I can of it. Really imagine Charlotte had a cape like, on. Like I did used to wrestle them. Yeah, I can lie. envision it very clearly. Um, <laughs> as the girls are like, should we play? Yeah, so I take them outside, play some nice music, and follow their interests and my tips. So that's it for today's episode of the Nursery and Preschool podcast. You can always get in touch with us on our different social media accounts for our Facebook. We have many Facebook groups. TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and you can always find us at talkback.co.uk. Uh, but in the meantime, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.